This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. For some reason in our brain, we're like, no, i got to turn this down so my brain can focus on finding the street. I've gotten too high and been driving past my house. <laughs> Gather, the only people know. I wave at are people who let me turn out in traffic. I wave at people who let me in in traffic. And if, you don't, and if, you, and if, you, if I let you in, dear God, you better you fucking don't wave. wave, I'll ride your ass till you get off that road. You've never done it. You don't follow rules at all. I do if they make sense and they're logical. If they're based in logic, I follow a rule. If it's based on because I told you so, you can go fuck yourself. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so growing up, I've always had motion sickness. When most kids would run to the teacups or those swings that went in a circle or that stupid fucking ride, the Gravitron, where you file into a huge round death trap for the privilege of it spinning you around at breakneck speeds and going back and forth, I skipped it. I skipped all of it. I learned about my hatred of motion sickness when I was a really young kid during my first ever trip to Six Flags. My dad wanted to ride all this different shit, but all the rides had these colorful characters with a hand up above your head saying how tall you had to be to ride each one. Now, these days I'm six foot three, but back then, most of these cartoon character hands were well above my head, and I'd have to wait on the outside of the roller coaster with my grandmother while dad would ride all these different rides I was too short for. But then we found that one magical ride that I could get on called the Flying Dutchman. Now, I'm sure most of you guys have seen it before. It's a pirate ship that goes back and forth over and over again. And as it goes back and forth, the incline gets steeper and steeper. Every time it rocks back and forth until finally it tips all the way over and suddenly you're looking down at solid ground and there's nothing but clouds above you. Now, I've talked to people who like this sort of thing and they tell me how they love the feeling of their stomach turning just a little bit. They talk about how they love the feeling that for a second they're out of control. I had somebody tell me one time it reminded them of being on the merry-go-round as a kid, but I had none of those feelings. For me, as soon as that rickety-ass pirate ship turned upside down, I didn't get any nostalgic feelings about the merry-go-round. In fact, I didn't even ride the merry-go-round because I hated feeling sick when I'd go round and round. In fact, my stomach got sick immediately and I started asking my dad, is it over, daddy? When's it going to be over? I don't like this. Can we get off? My poor dad just wanted to take his kid on a Six Flags ride and now he's got a sniveling five-year-old screaming to let him the fuck off this nightmare. Then as fast as it started, it was over and I was off the ride and on solid ground and everything was right in the world again. But after this moment, my dad seemed to understand I'm not really into going upside down or spinning and that lasted for a few years. So about seven years later, I'm 12 and my little brother's six and mom and dad made big plans to go to Six Flags for the day because when you're a poor kid, going to the local amusement park is kind of like a vacation unto itself. We packed ham sandwiches because it's too expensive to eat in the park, according to mom and dad. And we put drinks and packed it all up into a cooler. Sure, me and my little brother wanted to eat inside Six Flags, but we made damn sure not to complain. One wrong word and mom or dad could declare the entire day was over. We never got to go on vacations and we understood this was a big deal. So when we get to Six Flags, we have a great day. My little brother got to ride some of the little kiddie rides, but all day long he's bugging mom and dad to go on the big kid rides. He doesn't get the motion sickness problem I have and he spent the whole day saying, come on daddy, I can do it. But the teenagers letting people on and off the rides weren't impressed with how much moxie he had, so he had to wait with my mom while me and my dad would ride a lot of the stuff. And everything was going really well until my dad says, I want to ride the wheelie, boy. Let's go ride the wheelie. 
Now, because most of you probably have no idea what the wheelie is, it's this huge wheel with two-person cars lined up all around the wheel, and they're on a little pendulum where they swing back and forth. There's a big-ass arm that holds this wheel in place. Dad knew I didn't like spinning or going upside down, but he suggested this one. I thought, you know, everything's going to be fine. So we walk up and I'm seeing the wheel spin back and forth and I'm seeing exactly how it works and my stomach is already starting to feel sick. But again, my dad said, let's ride it. So I'm sure everything's going to be fine. So we get in the car and I'm facing my dad and the ride starts spinning slowly and everything's fine. We're just spinning in a circle and then we start going faster and we start going faster. And because that ride is on a pendulum on the end of the arm, it starts to raise up. And now we're parallel to the ground because of centripetal force. I can feel that familiar feeling creeping into my stomach and my head. And then that arm that holds the ride in place starts to lift up. And now we've gone from spinning in a circle parallel to the ground to spinning on our side. And we're spinning back and forth where I'm seeing the park come up and the ground come up and then the air come up and I'm seeing clouds and I am getting so sick. In the car, I'm doing everything I can to keep it together, but I am seriously about to puke all over me and my dad. I look over at my dad and he's having a great time. Woohoo! Don't let it bother you, boy. Just block it out. I couldn't even answer. I just stared at him, silently begging for this hell on earth to fucking be over as soon as possible. Then the ride starts to slow down and the arm starts to drop back down and our car goes from being parallel again to kind of just dropping down again and we're slowly spinning. And as soon as the automated door to my own personal nightmare opened, I didn't ask for permission. I didn't ask for anything. I just immediately jumped off the car, ran over to some bushes right nearby and puked everywhere. Puked every ham sandwich that we had brought in our cooler all over these bushes. My mom walks up and she's rubbing my back and saying, are you okay, Shane? Is everything okay? And I just shook my head and kept on puking. I'm trying not to make a big deal out of this because I'm violently fucking ill. I mean, mom and dad have taken us to Six Flags and I can't screw this up. When dad finally makes it over to me, he's laughing about me puking, saying, you didn't like that one, did you, boy? And I said, no, no, I didn't like that one. And I expected our adventures with motion sickness to be over for the day. Maybe we just end up having a great day with the time we had left, you know, after I stopped puking and all that stuff. But without skipping a beat, Dad says, we only got one more thing like that to ride. I want to ride the Mindbender. Now, I'd seen the Mindbender when we got into the park, and I knew it had two loops in it. And just the thought of it made my stomach sick again, and I puked right then and there. I don't want to ride the Mindbender, Daddy. I know I'm going to get sick. He didn't even skip a beat again as he looks at me and says, if we don't ride the Mindbender, boy, I'm going to go home and I'm going to bust your ass when we get there. We'll all leave right now. I had no choice. I had to do this. We step up to the line at the Mindbender, and it was just as terrible as I imagined. We rode the Mindbender, and I went through both of the loops. And every, as I'm going through the loops, my stomach is just obviously like I, all the people on the Mindbender are lucky I didn't puke all the fuck over them. But I didn't get sick while I was on the ride. I waited till I got off the ride again afterwards. Because I wasn't going to be the reason why we left Six Flags that day. I knew it was a big deal for us to be there. And after I got sick, we had a great rest of the day. But I swore from that day forward that I'll be damned if I'm ever riding some shit like that at a fair or an amusement park, and I haven't ever since. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that definitely remembers when the GoBots used to shoot lasers out of their hands, but the Transformers actually had guns that shot lasers, and we used to always wonder, what the hell's up with that? Or as we like to call it, Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. 
Pattern Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Pattern Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Anyone Else podcast, the VCR Kids podcast, and the What Now Derek podcast. And this week on episode 182, we discuss rules that we follow for no reason, like knocking on wood or waiting for everybody to get their food at a restaurant before you eat. And we find out that Kenny doesn't really like to follow the rules unless somebody else is watching him. So check it out. We'll be right back. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. We tidy the roof and you jump off and sell like a spitfire, passing right over the arch nemesis, the fours. You then swing up to the stage and knock out the pin. And when that's gone, the stage is trashed and we go smoke a bowl. You got it? Now get your fat ass up there. And dude, don't forget your helmet, Snoogans. Okay, Kenny, let, let me ask you. I'm a darling. You're not a darling, okay? There are plenty of people who I'm don't. I'm darling of the world. I get told by so many people how... Um, how much they admire the fact that I'm able to put up with you because of some of the shit that you do Because I'm on so show. darling, I take all the light. They don't think that you're darling at all. In fact, they think you're kind of an asshole to me. That's because you poor mouth me all the time. I don't, He's so mean, he doesn't help at all. I don't poor mouth you, dude. He I doesn't just, do any production work at all. I just point out exactly how it is on the show. You don't do anything whatsoever there was an agreement except made. show up and talk. There's an agreement made. I'm talent. That's all I am on this show. But the level of work grew. As the show has grown. Correct. And I told you from the get-go, <laughs> as this grows, I'm still just going to be talent. So I have a question for you. When it comes to the rules, the rules in the world that, that you just follow, things you just rules. do, you don't follow rules. So you well, don't follow any speed limits. Um, I mean, if somebody's watching, I do. But if it's like late at night, there's no other cars around. Fuck no, I don't go to the speed limit. Where the fuck are you? So you go in the exit door every time you go, go anywhere. I'll try um, to. If you can, if I can get away with it, I will. So you basically try to break every rule. I'll put that you my can. cart back at the cart back return place, but on the outside of it. You're one of those assholes who put it on the little. No, like, I'll make sure that it's up like on the curb or something too, so it won't like hit a car. I'm not all about vandalism, people's private property. I just don't want to be told what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting across from a man who once told me, "Why don't we go grab that cart?" And drive it as fast as we can into that pylon, as hard as we can. Well, not individual stuff I want to fuck up. Corporations are different. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly he's he's grown to this level in his I'm life totally where he's like, well, I'm fine with smashing my... I wouldn't do cart bashing anymore just because like, my car is expensive now. I wouldn't do cart bashing anymore because that'd be jail time and I have to go to work on Monday and I have a mortgage and shit like that. Like, it's not, no, don't even try to pull that shit because the first time your cable got cut off because you had to be out of work for three weeks and didn't make any money, you'd be like, God damn it, man. I can't watch Pawn Stars for 12 hours in a row. So fucking stupid. Yeah, you'd be so fucking mad. So you don't, you've never done, you don't follow rules at all. I do if they make sense and they're logical. If they're based in logic, I follow a rule. If it's based on because I told you so, you can go fuck yourself. So there's rules in the world that people follow for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And I've done it. You've done it before. Well, We've you're, all you're done stupid ass shit. Well, no, I've seen you. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> what trails have you blazed? Lots of trails. No, no, no. Go ahead and expound on this. Let me let me find just, out how many trails you've I discovered Montana. <laughs> you discovered Montana. Yep. So your original name was Kenny Montana, but you changed it to, to uh, the fame was getting to me. I, to it. I wanted to be a little bit more in the in the cut. Kenny Montana sounds like a uh, country music singer. It does sound. Like <laughs> it sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like a very successful one too. Like back in the Willie Nelson days. I think um, we should start a band called Kenny Montana and the Outlaws. <laughs> I really do. And we should take it on a nationwide. Kenny Montana team. and the Desperados. <laughs> The derelicts. KMD. <laughs> the derelicts. 
So have you ever knocked on wood? Have you ever reached out, said something is going really only well I, for you? Only ironically. Like if you say something you're going to do is real stupid. I've seen you. Knock on wood. <laughs> that's bullshit because I've seen you go, well, my car's actually running for a while. I should knock on wood. And you reach out and find something to knock on. And it's note that you had to make a voice and you said knock on wood. So I'm pointing out the ridiculousness of, of it while doing it. So yes, in a statistically... So, uh, uh, Statistically? No, no. Empirically? No. Stupidly? Satirical way, yes. But only in a satirical way. I really feel like... I've never thought something was going to not go bad because I knocked on a piece of wood. I've never I've never put... Like, okay, about to get moved this 81 grams of stuff in this girl's vagina, so <laughs> knock on wood. So apparently, knocking on wood originally started with the pagans, and it was done to ward off evil spirits. Because they might, hate wood? It might also reference pagan prayer traditions in which practitioners touched trees while asking for favors or guidance. And I'm like, how the fuck did we go from touching a tree while we were praying to knocking on our coffee table? To knocking on one of his dead relatives. <laughs> yeah, when our, when our fucking car is, uh, is running really well or some shit like that. How many times have you been in the car looking for directions, you have no idea where you're at in the age before there was GPS, and you're playing the radio, and you look over at somebody and say, hey, hold on, i got to turn this down really quick so I can find out where I'm at. Never. Bullshit. I've, I've been in turned the down the you. car several times. I've turned down the radio several times when we pull up somewhere, not to be rude, or if the cops get behind us, then it gets turned down real fast. But it's the same. Because for some principle. reason, you assume if you have loud music, the cops are going to be more mad at you. Well, it's also the same principle that you need to focus. Like, because I've been in the car with you when the cops pull up on us, and you'll turn the radio down and be like, "All right, I need to focus really quick." You ever shut up? <laughs> exactly. And it's it's finding the, where you, if you don't know where you are, focusing is not going to be any good. Well, that's, you still don't know where you are. You're just focused about your problem now. Well, the the whole thing that scientists say, the reason why we do it is because we have this sort of thing in our brain that says we can't pay attention to listening to the radio and focusing on where we're going and shit like that. And it's not really a huge deal. Like, we should still be able to listen to the radio and find the fucking street we're supposed to be on. But for some reason in our brain, we're like, no, i got to turn this down so my brain can focus on finding the street. I've gotten too high. I've been driving past my house. <laughs> I was about 20 years old and got so high. That's when I know I got good shit. I was about 20, no, I was 22, and I got so high driving down Powder Springs Road that I forgot where I was at. <laughs> and I remember, like, looking around and being like, oh, my God, how long have I been on Powder Springs Road? I have no idea That's where exactly I'm at what I'm right talking now. about. Same phenomenon, except I don't, I've done it so long that I've literally passed my house and was like, oh, shit, I got to turn around. I'm fucking good shit. The next, uh, the next thing. What are you mad about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you wake up and you feel pretty lucky that you figured out where the fuck you were before you totally spent thirty okay. minutes driving past. Totally where you're okay, to driving, be. stopping at all the lights, doing everything. Just kind of didn't give a shit where I was going anymore. Well, in your twenties, your brain is more like I'm fine with being on autopilot. That shit would be scary as fuck if like your brain just turned off. Now I was talking about a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay with being on autopilot anymore whatsoever, dude. Oh, okay. I need to know where I'm going. I got shit to do. I've got places to be. I was tired as much as I was high too because i worked till like 7 30 that night and i was just like just happy not to be at work one of the other things that we do that it's this article says that we do that uh, it makes no sense that we do is wave to people that have the same model car as we do uh, and i was like i don't i don't I've think never i do once that. in my life done that i've never been in my car and been like hey that guy has a ford explorer i should wave at him yeah that though and i don't think that be weirded out if somebody did that. <laughs> like Wave a, at me, faggot. There's like 4,000 of these in this county, probably. What the fuck is wrong with you? If I'm in my neighborhood and somebody waves at me. Maybe if I had a Lambo and pulled up next to a guy with a Lambo, I'd wave. I feel like you'd be in the club then. 
Like if you if you, both of you had Ferraris or some shit like that, but I have okay. a Corolla, and like that's like a very high selling car. You know how many Corollas I see every day. I have to look and make sure it's not mine by checking the hubcaps. So, um, you don't wave at any of the Corollas you see? No. You don't, you've never like stuck your I, hand up? No, and, I'm busy doing shit like. You driving. don't feel like you're in the Corolla tribe together? The only you people don't... I wave in are people who let me turn out in traffic. I wave at people who let me in in traffic. And if I you wave don't, it. and if you, if you, if I let you in, dear God, you better you fucking don't wave. wave. I'll ride your ass till you get off that road. <laughs> till our ways part, I'm gonna be on your bumper. You are a fucking vengeful asshole when people don't fucking. You haven't eaten at Burger King in five years, Shane, because your mom got fired from Burger King. But I'm the petty, angry asshole one. Okay. Look, I have a Burger King embargo, and it makes sense to me, okay? And if you cross the lines of the Burger King embargo, I, that's I on you, sir. I had a wonderful Whopper today. That's on you, sir. You didn't just have one. You had two Whoppers. They're Mind both you, good. folks, he ate two Whoppers and an order of fries. Medium. I, I didn't get large. Where the fuck are you putting all these fucking fries and shit like that? I didn't even eat all the fries because they were kind of gross. The fries at Burger King are fucking terrible, dude. But anyway. It was cheaper than the value milk, so I needed a drink. One of the other things that we do that doesn't make sense, and I have actually done this, and I've always been taught my entire life that this is proper, this is etiquette, this is just what you do. We wait for everybody else at the food, or wait wait for everybody else at the table to get their food before we start eating. Huh. And I've always been taught my whole life that that's proper, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I was taught that, and I never took it to hard. Because you're a rude asshole. If somebody at the table doesn't have their food. I would expect somebody to wait on me. Go ahead and eat. Go fuck. And people at the table will be like, no, 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 it's Listen fine. to you talk about how it's a rule that don't make any sense. And as soon as I challenge it, you're all up in arms. Well, I'm saying that that's sheep. fucking, that, I'm not a sheep. That's fucking polite. That's just like saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to people that are older than you. In the South, that's one of the things we do. I say yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and all that shit to everybody, not just older people. See, it doesn't. Well, yeah, that's because I mean, that's because you hate young people because you live with one. No, it's not. If that I live I hate with one, them. I'd probably hate them too. <laughs> no, I still say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am when I'm talking to people at work and shit like that. When I'm trying to be respectful of people, uh -huh. but when I'm just out in the world and shit like that, if I'll somebody's say it to my everybody. age, everybody, but you won't wait. With. But you don't wait for everybody to get their food before you start eating at the table. First of all, I eat down here. I don't eat at the table. You don't go I, out. I don't to, have like, to when you go. Like, let's say you go out on a date. And you get your steak in front of you, and she doesn't have oh, her food yet. Now, hold on. If it's a date, I'm trying to get laid. I play by a whole different set of rules. If I go out to dinner with you, and your food gets held up, how is that my fault? I just feel like it's proper for you no, to sit No, it's not proper. There it doesn't make, there's no logic behind it. Your it's, food should get... No, absolutely. When I'm saying this, as I'm saying that it's proper and it's all the etiquette and all that shit, when you really think about it, it doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense that I you should expect, wait on me to get my I food. I don't think any of us and of our friends would wait for the other people just because none of us would give a shit. But here's the one thing that I, I was going out say, with like some girl's parents, I probably would because I'd be on best behavior. If I go out with Nikki's parents or her family or some shit like that, then we Nikki's all do it <laughs> in the beginning. Because if Keith got a steak and we didn't. <laughs> in the beginning, when we were first starting out and there was the the impressing them and trying to be the good boyfriend and shit like that, nowadays, fuck all that noise. If we went out with just eat. Beverly and she didn't get her food, I might wait. <laughs> That's a whole separate set of rules. But if you're together, I don't, like when I was a kid, this is just one of those things that you did. This is what I can see I Keith looking at us like, what the hell's wrong with y'all? Why aren't y'all eating? My food ain't going to wait for my my food to get cold so you can get your fucking food. <laughs> but it's, wrong with it's just one of those things that I've always been taught that you do. That's It's just one of those. Um, it's a Southern thing, I think. I, I agree it's a Southern thing. Just like saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. My little brother went to a New most York. Most of the time in my family, most of us serve yourself type thing. We don't, nobody makes anybody else's plate. Because we're all fucking finicky. We all want 
We don't. We make several side dishes. Oh, I would put you. I put so many vegetables on your plate, dude. You'd have to dig through them to be able to get. Which to your is meat. why nobody makes my plate. I don't want anybody making my plate. I would put all your meat under vegetables, so I'd, you would have to eat I'd through them. Throw my food at you and then make a new plate. I don't think you would throw your food at me, uh, sir. You'd be surprised. I don't think you would throw your food at me because I'd slap you in your goddamn mouth if you did. I, I swear to I, God. If you put a bunch of vegetables that you know I didn't want on there, you be the slapping would just be the start of it. <laughs> That'd be one of those places we couldn't go back to. Kenny, I feel like you should just eat some more vegetables. I feel it's like real I like you throw should food do. at you. I don't feel like you should ever throw food at me because you're getting slapped in the mouth if you do. I swear to God. <laughs> we are going to get banned from that Golden Corral. Dishes are going to get broke. I don't go to Golden Corral anymore. Let's be serious. Neither one of us go to any buffet restaurants. If uh, I'm going to go to a restaurant, I need one that has tablecloths and, you know, <laughs> the steak want- isn't served by a guy named uh, Bruce who works from 2 to 7 just, on Wednesday. Uh, I can make... All the same crappy food they make there. You know, I can buy frozen shrimp from Kroger. You know what the reason to go to a buffet restaurant is? For kids? That, when you're in your 20s and you have a kid and your kid eats free. And you're poor? Those are magic words. Dude, when you're in your 20s, unless you grew up with a trust fund or you fucking had your career figured out, first off, fuck you. Secondly, <laughs> most of us were poor as dick in our 20s and shit like that. Most of us weren't fucking I wasn't Zuckerberg. Yes, you were. No, you well, were poor. You're saying we're poor as dick and you've never experienced like third world poor no i haven't experienced no i've experienced a whole different world of poor than you not in your 20s no not in my 20s well yeah actually i did in my 20s i used to fucking buy 40 dollars worth of groceries the last two weeks okay because we went out and ate off the dollar menu like i was with you motherfucker as a matter of fact you usually didn't go i usually had to come pick up paul and drive paul and bring your food back to you you lazy ass have a hard (laughs) trying to sell these people a story Hey, man, for a week of my life, <laughs> me and my family lived off a bag of potatoes, okay? Dude, me and David lived off beef gas station beef jerky and bags of chips for a couple weeks. If we really want to break down how we lived in our 20s, I'm going to go ahead and These let our everybody 20s, know. By our 20s, we all had jobs because we were tired of living with our poor-ass parents. In our late teens and our early 20s, this is late what we teens, would do. this is what happened. No, not even in the early 20s, because as soon as we all graduated, as as all every one of us was like, I am not going to be poor. <laughs> So, but in our late teens, we would go to Quick Trip and typically. I buy, just went along with it, even though my parents weren't poor. I was usual. I'm like, yeah, we can't be poor. <laughs> he was like, yeah. Kenny, it honestly, Kenny acted like he was doing a documentary on poor kids when he was growing up. That's literally. All right, guys, I gotta get home. My parents are cooking food. <laughs> yeah, dude. See you later, losers. Kenny was like, it was almost like he was doing a documentary on being poor. Where's and Kenny? He would, He's been around for like three days straight. Oh, his parents were making something he likes. Yeah, dude, he'd <laughs> go like, home if they were making a London broil or some yeah. shit like that. We'd be like, oh, Kenny, please, sir. What are y'all making you- for dinner? Chicken salad. All right, guys. <laughs> am I ro- what am I rolling for? <laughs> um, uh, Kenny, could, could you bring us some food? No. My mom doesn't make enough food for everybody to get any food. You guys could fuck off as far as I'm concerned. There's <laughs> no leftovers where they cook meat. God damn it, you asshole. Every time I think about that shit, where we look around and be like, hey, Kenny's been around all week. Where'd he go? Oh, his mom was making steaks tonight. Is he going to bring us any steaks back? No. What did you think, Shane? <laughs> be honest. Do you think he's going to bring any steaks back? They might have made some for y'all. So well, I just ate him on the way back <laughs> out. So Kenny used to piss all of us off when he tried to act like he was quote unquote one of the guys up until his parents were making some food he liked and then suddenly he was back in the suburbs and didn't want to hang out with the poor kids anymore. Next up we run to a quick promo break but when we get back we're going to finish up talking about rules we follow for no reason and then later on we're going to talk about how to deal with the cops if you ever get caught doing something stupid and get away with it. I mean not like we have experience just how to get away with it. So check it out. We'll be right back. 
After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you know what I hate, Bex? What's that? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10, 15 minutes to watch like 7 or 8 trailers for movies, some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already, I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week? that you can find on Spreaker and iTunes, or you can check out on garrisrandomramblings.space. You know what? I love trailers. They're the best. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth. Show me the money! Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. What the hell did you give my buttercup? I just gave him some candy and some chips and some pink popcorn and some buttons. This horse is a diabetic! Greetings from Tromaville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of The Toxic Avenger. You know, folks, when the Troma team and I are not making those great movies like Tromeo and Juliet and Terra Firma and Return to Return to Newcomb High, a.k.a. Volume 2, the Troma team and I like to kick back and inhale the most educational and entertaining podcast in the world, Poop Culture. Hello, I'm Toxie. Toxie, I love poop culture. Poop culture is the best. I like poop culture. In fact, I even look like some poop right now. You look closely, uh, kind of a poop. But I'm 70 years old and I want to blow my fucking brains out. So, you know, honestly, I don't even know why I care. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. One of the other things that it says in this article about things we do that don't make sense is face forward in an elevator. And when I first read that, I was like, that would just make sense to me. That's just common fucking sense. Unless there's a door in the back of yeah, the elevator that's going to open. Yeah, some elevators have a reverse door and then yeah. you go up and, and you don't have to turn around at all. But the reason everybody turns around is because they're just preparing themselves to get off the elevator. You deserve to have people look at you if you stand in an elevator facing the back wall. But it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, weirdo? <laughs> I've seen YouTube videos where people are facing backwards, and I'd be like, uh, are you okay? I would just assume they're preparing to fart and fuck everybody's up day up. Dude, I've, I actually told somebody on the elevator, I was in an elevator with like six or seven people, and I told them, I said, every time I get on the elevator, I always have the same mental thought process, this mental checklist in my head. And I get look at the people on the elevator, and I decide before I get on, am I okay with being stuck with these people for two hours? Because if there's too many of them... Well, you have way too much time on your hand to think about random shit. Well, you have to remember, at my job, there are six elevators, but there's no I more than two of them turned generally on. Generally, when I'm going from point A to B, I just want to get done so I can get back to my comfy chair. No, dude, at my job... Because I bought have... myself a $600 chair at work. 
Well, that's great that you have enough fucking... I'm glad that you announced to your boss that you don't need this $600 chair, but you bought it anyway, Kenny. I'm glad that you told well, me dude, offline he, that you didn't need this he chair, gives but a you shit about it. what I've spent. I bought, three, I bought $3 million in last year. I can buy a $600 chair if I want. Buy another one tomorrow if I feel like it. You should. Bring it to the studio and put it right here. Where no, I I'm not going to bring it home. That's not, that's, that's not ethical. But buying a... I'm sitting in a chair he gave me from the office. <laughs> I'm sitting in the $300 chair at my desk that I replaced with the $600 chair. Now, I'm tired of buying a new chair every two years, so I bought a nice chair. It'll last probably 10 years. Just like buying furniture for your house, you think you're getting a deal when you're young, in your 20s. Oh, yeah. When you dude. go to rooms you, to go. No, not just rooms to go. There are times, like when I was in my 20s, we'd go to shit like Actually, fucking you're right. big R- lots. Rooms to look, go is like the second step. That's, the, that's, that's past 25 is when you go to rooms to go. Between 25 and 30, you go to rooms to go. When you get over 30, you go to like American Signature and shit like that and try to pick out All like the furniture that has real furniture. And stabs you. I'm talking about the, the early phase. Oh, dude, when we. Big lot furniture. Dude, made we, of cardboard. <laughs> when me, big lot furniture. Every time I've been in Big Lots, it looks like they knocked over a Walmart truck and stole all the shit out of it and just threw it on the shelves. None like, of it matches. No, none of it matches. They don't have two pieces that go together and shit like that. You'll have like <laughs> You one, gotta get a love seat that don't look like your couch. You'd have a brown leather couch and like a fucking white cotton. It's not cotton. leather. It's pleather. Yeah, oh, I know. It's pleather. Let's be honest. It, was, it came off the Walmart truck. But I'm truck. not joking about cardboard. Like, you pull the fabric off, be like, maybe we could reupholster it. No. This motherfucker's crushed up like compressed cardboard. <laughs> it's just boxes basically stacked, like tacked together and shit. But when we first started out, we had um, leather furniture, the pleather furniture that somebody gave us that as soon as we got it, like within 10 minutes of us having it, every bit of it cracked. Yep. Every, and we had two couches up in the in our living room that somebody had given us. One of them was like that blue couch that everybody had where it had like different lines running through it. And then a white couch with fucking different... Um, like plants on it and shit. And I remember looking at our furniture and going, this is what it's like to be poor right here. This is it. This is the moment that you realize you're poor as dog shit. He's complaining he has four couches. <laughs> complaining about how poor he is with his four couches. No, I'm back then I wasn't complaining about being poor. I was just thinking about how fucking terrible it was that all, none of my I, couches I, I matched. I think you hide behind that emblem of poorness. I think you use it as an excuse for your bad behavior. I grew up poor. I don't know when you're better. Dude, you didn't grow up poor, and you still don't know any better. I know better. I just choose not to care. Yeah, you, you live like you fucking are still poor these I, days. I do what I want. Yeah, yeah, which includes having a fucking collection of Coke boxes. I told you, those aren't trash. Those are collection. <laughs> one day, those will be worth... I'll be on American Pickers one day. I'll give you 300 for all these Coke boxes. I don't believe that's ever going to happen, It's going to happen. I'm going to be old. I'm going to be like, yeah, my friend Shane said this will never happen. You hear me, Shane? Turn on the History Channel. I swear to God, if I get a call one day that this dude has bought your old ass Coke boxes that have like fucking mites in them or whatever there's is no crawling mites, around. It's just cardboard. There's, no yeah, there's, there. there's going to be something in there. No, it's just cardboard. There's going to be some sort of bug in there or some shit that's going to be fucking crawling around. And if some build, dude... I'm going to build a fort and take a picture and put it on the website. <laughs> it's my Coke fort. If Dude, I don't even know what to say. To I that. used to use plastic Coke bottles to fix my car after cart bashing. Do, do what now? When we cart bash, sometimes I bust out a headlight or like the blinker side, uh-huh. and I get like a coke bottle and tape over where the glass used to be with with the plastic. So you'd cut out a piece of. <laughs> that is the most ghetto shit I've ever heard in my fat. life. It was gonna break again next weekend. So the th- the feeling every time that we would go cart bashing, when you and I first started doing that with Adam and shit, every time it felt like we were going on a heist. 
It felt like we were seriously like the biggest criminals in the world. It and did. We, when you go back and look at car bashing, it was just the it was stupidest, just juvenile, the stupidest, <laughs> most juvenile thing that you could do. One night, me and Adam got busted by a cop. Um, we'd cart, we'd cart Weren't y'all just pushing over? We took the car corrals and just pushed them over. Adam would get out. Or we took my car and pushed over a couple of car corrals. <laughs> And that's they what, just fold up. That's when one of the uh, the Mableton cops pulled behind me and was like, "What are you boys doing?" And what are like, y'all idiots doing? <laughs> this is what like, he was thinking. He might have said, "What the fuck are you idiots doing?" So are you fucking up the cart crowd? <laughs> so the cop didn't see us do it, but he drove past where one of them had ju- was obviously laying over on its side and shit like that. And we were driving away from the store and shit. So the cop gets behind us, and Adam immediately looks over at me. As soon as the cop gets behind me, he goes, "Okay, dude, we're about to we're about to get blue lighted." I know we are. I've had it happen too many times in too many cars. Adam never owned a car in his life before, but been pulled over in enough cars. Both of his parents were also cops. Exactly. Well, I think one of them was a security guard or some shit. They they were both cops? They were both ranking cops. Okay. They were both like lieutenants. They weren't security guards. I thought thought one of them was a security guard. You're just saying that because your mom was a martyr cop, so you're equating that. That's what it was. She was a martyr cop. They're actual cops. I know. They actually have cops and stuff like that. But His dad was a Georgia State, uh, Georgia... uh, Patrol Georgia officer? Southern. Oh, okay. College. That's what it was. was That's why I thought because they're because they're university and uh, but they're cops. They're not. I get it. They actually have rank and shit like that. But he immediately goes into cops kid mode and goes, "Okay, this is what's going to happen. He's going to pull us out and he's going to separate us. Okay, we need to make sure that our stories match. You mean to make sure that you know exactly what I'm going to fucking say and you need to say the exact same thing as I do. Do you fucking understand? He gets like, <laughs> super serious about this shit. And I'm like, uh, okay. He's like. You were showing me around because you used to live around here. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> I'm like, he goes, we are not going to get fucking busted if you don't open your fucking mouth. So if you don't cave, we are going to go home and everything's going to be fine. You understand me? Yeah. I'm like, so I'm getting a little scared of this dude. He's like half my size. I'm like, are you going to slap me if I don't or whatever? <laughs> and we ended up being just fine. But the cop did exactly what he said. He separated, but what are y'all boys doing out here, huh? I saw a cart corral back there laid I on the side. I saw Tommy almost push a cop to shoot him with a taser one night simply by fucking with him about his name. What was his name? That's exactly what the problem was. The cop said, what's your name? He goes, real name or nickname? What's your name? I remember this story, dude. <laughs> I remember <laughs> him going fucking, back and forth. Y'all have to understand, Tommy had a special power. Tommy had the power to be the most obnoxious human being on the planet when he chose to be. <laughs> when you think about Tommy, you think about somebody who literally didn't give a fuck about, about nothing about the way. And he had this demeanor about him. And me and Tommy always sat on opposite ends of the group. Tommy was big enough for me and him to get into a tussle and, and to break some shit. And it was always, you stay over there. I'll stay over here. I understand. You know how to fuck with people. I know how to fuck with people. Let's just not fuck with each other. Everything will be fine. But people like Bo would do shit to annoy Tommy. And Tommy would like, he could thump so hard. He broke the bottom of a, uh, 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 Coke can one time. He thumped like, a broke cactus through it. He thumped the cactus and the and the thorn went through his finger. And I remember these stories, and I'm like, holy shit! So when I hear the story about him going back and forth with the cop, oh, like, dude, I hear him thump Tommy in the head or a bow in the head, and you'd hear an echo inside the empty chamber of Bo's head. It'd <laughs> be like boom, 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 boom. The cop is standing there just trying his best. What is your name, son? Real name or nickname? Real and he name. and he never dropped. Which name do you want? Tommy's getting just as aggravated on purpose. Not really aggravated, but acting aggravated back toward. Which name? I mean, I, do you want my nickname or my real name? I just I because every time I get pulled over, it's the same exact. Yes, sir. No, sir. 
Well, if you need me to step out of the car, I'm more than happy to do that. If you need me to, Shannon to, usually goes into bitch mode. I don't go into bitch mode. I go into I want to go home mode. I don't want to fucking get taken. <laughs> I don't want to get taken into jail. I don't cross any gores. I don't make any stupid ass decisions when the cops. Fuck are you! I, just, <laughs> I was polite to that cop. I'm sure you were up until his uh, next partner pulled up. Was like we about to search. I was on the run boy. during that time. I was extra nice. So, um, I, I, for me, I've never ever fuck with cops or anything like that. It's just something that I don't do. The, uh, the, the last thing on the list of things that we do that uh, there's no reason for us to do is we always park in the same spot, even if there's not assigned spots. And as soon as I read that, I was like, no, I fucking don't. I park at the, I park at the first, closest one available past where I'm not allowed to park. Exactly. As soon as I get to the office, I look at all the spots that are next to the door. And when I read this story, I was or, like, this guy has OCD. Or in between the months of June and October, sometimes I'll park in the best shape. Oh, yeah, because you don't want your car to be 180 in, degrees. Yeah, we live in Georgia. When you open the door, it hits you in the face. <laughs> Dude, the fucking heat just pours out of the car like you've been holding a demon hostage all day. And I don't and have a parking garage. I'm just I'm, My building is only two stories, so we well, just have a regular parking lot. See, I have an actual parking garage where I where I work, and I won't park outside of that parking garage. Like, it, it, I'll see spots that are right next to the door, but they're outside the parking garage. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm going directly. <laughs> I'll walk three and a half miles if I have to to get in to the winter, my job. I would. Oh yeah, in the winter when it's not mind. hot. When it does, when you can walk outside, and it's like okay. Well, maybe the sun will shine. Well, see, a little people bit. up north probably have the opposite thing. Well, if you park out there in the, in the winter, you're gonna get all snow and shit on it. We, we get snow like once every three years. Folks. Yeah, and it's not really that terrible of snow. So, as I'm reading this article and it's talking about stuff that we do that doesn't make any sense, my first thought is this guy has OCD because I I don't knock on wood typically because it's gonna give me good if luck I do or anything it's like for that. it's for like. It's a joke. It's, it's like putting MSG on my food. It's for, it's for flavoring. <laughs> um, I, I do wait for people to get their food at the table, but only because I've been conditioned to my whole life. And if somebody at the table, hold on. If somebody at the table says, go ahead, my first thought is, that's fine. And I go ahead and eat. I, I'm like, fine. That, if you don't want me to wait, then that's See, fucking again, fine. I wrote, grew up in the southern, the other part of the southern tradition where the food's on the stove. Well, I'm talking about when you're at a restaurant. I'm not talking yeah. about when you're at fucking somebody's house or some shit like that. So I would yeah. think at a house, if it was a formal dinner where you're being served, then you would wait. Oh, yeah, because you want me to... Nobody's order's not going to make it to the table, though. That's what I'm saying, though. At a house, nobody has a big-ass tray and practices carrying three meals at one time. <laughs> I've never Everybody's, been served like that. I mean, usually it's served one person at a time at a formal dinner, and you eat when everybody gets their food. Speaking of formal dinner, did you see the story about this chick? I want to say it was in a, a South Georgia bar, maybe Savannah or some shit like that, where a dude's walking by in the uh, bar. Oh, and, and the a chick like body slammed <laughs> yes, dude. Her? Dude, she was, whooped his ass. As soon as I saw that that whole thing go down and I saw the video of it, I was like, dude, if I was her dad, I would has be so nothing to do with our proud. current story, but it was pretty awesome. Dude, and it has nothing to do with this. But as soon as we were talking <laughs> about restaurants, I remember the video and being like, when you see her drop the dude, it's like, God. It was like a nice judo throw. He touches her ass, like, just nonchalantly as he's walking by. And he I'm tried like, to backhand grab it. Yeah, he tried to backhand grab it and be like, no, it's not. Yeah, so grab it would be like he walked by. by already. Yeah, and But there was nobody behind him, so that move failed. It's <laughs> like, you're not in a crowded bar, dude. You're the only one who walked by. You're a fucking idiot. But this chick did not Which, take it. He did it in a way that has indicated to me that he has done that before at crowded bars. I think that's his move. Because that's, that's where it fell apart. Because when she turned around, she looked the other way first, but there was nobody there. It was just him. He's the only one walking through the corridor right there. It looked like about 11, 30, 12 o'clock at a bar that closes at 12 o'clock. And he was like one of three people that were in there. And as soon as she sees him, she fucking zooms in on the guy and oh, drops dude. him like a sack of potatoes, dude. I saw, you know, the screen, the shots from Terminator from the Terminator's point of view. Yeah. In my head, that's what she was doing. 
Like it was all red. <laughs> she and had the, the targeting, targeting system. Yep. Terminate. Extreme prejudice. <laughs> Judo throw. And she dropped his. Okay, so we'll get back to the the, the whole story thing here. I don't think any most of these. That's things not a tradition, though. <laughs> dropping a dude's ass as soon as he touches your butt is not a tradition. It should be. But it should be definitely. People should definitely do a little bit more of that. Behold, I send you out as sheep amidst the wolves. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Now That I'm Older. I'm here with Kenny. He's decided I'm just taking off my headphones off. off. I, have to go. I just told you. I got dirty drawers. We're not still talking about your underwear, Kenny. What the hell? let somebody tell you you can't do something not even me all right you got a dream you got to protect it people can't do something themselves they want to tell you you can't do it you want something go get it Period.